Uh, good, whatever time you are listening to this, morning, noon, or night, you have, <laughs> you're listening to uh, Breaking Balls Trivia, a baseball, a trivia baseball show, but not necessarily a baseball trivia show, here on the Legends Sports Network, that's LennyMelnickFantasySports.com, where you can go to the website and sign in and be part of our interactive check room. Today we're, we're 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 facing two teams: the Springfield Isotopes versus the are they still the Montreal Mucus? I believe so. Yep. I'd like to introduce the the centerpiece of the whole thing: the 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 quartermaster of quizzes, the sultan of sentences that end in a question mark, the master of master of ceremonies, the five minute professor. Thank you very much, Doug. And uh, of course, Doug is our—he's our final arbiter of truth. The voice of God. He, he is the voice of God. He is the one who decides all of our ongoing uh, play decisions in the game, and he also is the person who, in pre-show meetings, says that we want to be very clear at the beginning what type of a show this is and has managed to somehow come up with a catchphrase which makes it even more confusing. This is a baseball trivia show, but not a trivia baseball show. It's, Thank no, it's, you for that it's clarification. The other, it's, the other way around. it's a trivia baseball show, but not a baseball trivia show. We're going to talk about the exact rules, but it is a general knowledge trivia show using the rules of baseball. That's what it is. I'm going to be your host. I'm going to ask two different teams a total of as many as 20 questions, and we're going to find something because, as the five-minute professor, my constant motto, perceptum quispium damnitium, which, if Latin were a living and not dead language, would mean learn something, damn it. Two teams are pitted against each other. They are. They are, first off, they are our returning champions, the Montreal Mucus. Uh, with the, uh, the general manager, Brendan. And uh, Brendan. Since he's up there in Montreal, uh, the five-minute professor in metric is the five-minute professor. But you'd be a twentieth of an hour as opposed to a twelfth. <laughs> I'm going to move forward right from that because, once again, your clarification did everything except for its stated purpose. Uh, and what we have here is we have uh, a returning champion, a, uh, a player who has played in one of our earlier demo rounds, back to play the game again. A man who was familiar with the five-minute Professor brand of trivia, having played several times at one of my favorite places, uh, the Waco Taco Show which was essentially me shouting inside of uh, a cavern uh, <laughs> at a tiny little storefront place uh, to a variety of people with incredibly diminishing interest in what it was that I was saying. And the less interest, the louder I get. It's just one of my rules. And he will be competing against the Springfield Isotopes. The Isotopes are... Uh, general managed by the fill-in professor, Carl Darden, who has filled in on several occasions, once in an emergency capacity, uh, as the host of 5-Minute Professor Trivia at Post Time Lounge and Cafe, and have probably has seen me host trivia more than any other person. <laughs> that's right. I, I believe that's true. So, uh, Brendan... Do you have any words of advice, any words of wisdom to share with Carl about how to play this game? Um, not right offhand. Uh, nothing that I believe they'd be able to do in the in the discussion of the rules or description of the rules. All right. That's very fair and reasonable. <clears throat> and I can interpret that for you as well, Carl. Uh, what Brendan's saying is, yes, I've learned things, and he's going to have to learn them himself as well. I'm going to have to relearn them, though, as a thing. <laughs> That's true, too. I, I, I think you were, you were sick the day we played, weren't you, Brendan? I'm, I'm still – I mean, I'm, I'm getting – I'm almost better at this point, but still, it's been a rough month. I will tell you that my permanent health goal is to be almost better. 
That is my permanent health goal. I'm going to say I would like to be almost better eventually. Uh, I've been Carl, on show and I have not learned very much. <laughs> okay, that's very true. Uh, now, Carl, uh, this is your first time playing in this format, but do you think that you can share with Brendan something from your experience of doing five-minute professor-style trivia questions that you think would be helpful for him since he has about a tenth of the experience that you have coming to my shows. All right. Um, Yes, so if uh, the question is too long, ignore it. (laughs) Especially in the third round. Yes, especially in the third round. I I will normally apologize in the third round of my trivia shows that there's a lot of words on the screen, one sentence is important. Uh, but I want people to learn something, so that's an important part of it for me. All right, well, I am glad that you folks are here to compete in this uh, installment of uh, Breaking Balls Trivia. Uh, Doug, anything exciting happening in your world this week that you would like to share with the audience before we move on to a, uh, a, a little bit of talk about the subjects which these two players selected? One of them... Completely unknowingly. The most exciting thing that's happened to me is that literally 20 minutes before we about to broadcast this, my, my technology just shut, shut itself down, which is always good because it, it's, it's – can I say Chinese fire drill? I, I think you can say it. I, I just I, – I just Because I, I, think, I think the racial implication of that is long since passed. Yeah, so it, it's nice to have those kind of practices just, just in case we ever decide to do a show during a, a hurricane or an earthquake. <laughs> That'll be good. Uh, so we do allow uh, each of our teams to suggest a topic, and uh, because there is nothing more socially and personally reaffirming than asking to be quizzed on something and then getting it wrong. Right. So uh, we'd like to be able to do that for you. So we, uh, for Brendan, he specifically asked for Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Or MSTK 3000. But I will say this. I don't know how that's going to work out for you. Because I think Carl is a fan of MST 3000. That'll happen. It's true. Brendan, on the other hand, your advantage in this round is that Carl refused to pick a topic. Um, He actually referenced a, a recent tournament of champions player who was a physics a physi- uh, uh, I was going to say he was a physician. He wasn't a physician. He was a a physics person, a physics teacher. And he he was very concerned when a question was about physics because the expectation was, clearly you will know you teach physics. And Carl was afraid to choose something about which the expectation would be that he knows because, amongst other things, uh, Carl is a uh, – he's – he is well. He, he works at the Orlando Science Center with the observatory. I don't know what your job title is, which is why I described it that weird way. What is your uh, job? Yeah, I'm a lead observer. At least that's what my badge says. It could be lead observer, but uh, it is lead observer at the observatory at the Orlando Science Center. If you're so, as a result, if you're so embarrassed that you might get a question wrong in a field that you're supposed to know. Are you going to be able to handle the possibility that you lose the game and have to sing "Take Me Up to the Ball Game"? Uh, I might need the lyrics. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. I'll feed them to you. <laughs> All right. So uh, the topic which was selected for you is Skylab. Because the uh, the third and final manned Skylab mission, which was Skylab Four. Uh, blasted off on November 16th, 1973. So uh, on this day in history. So that was chosen for you. Good luck to both of our players. Uh, We are going to go over the rules in just a moment. But before that, as the five-minute professor, I have a lecture. I have a subject that I am going to review for you. I'm going to also tell you the other subjects that we will be talking about today. In addition to the two which we talked about, we will be talking about Martin Scorsese, uh, and particularly the films of Martin Scorsese, Do Re Mi, the song from The Sound of Music, 
Fort Washington, marathons, Major League Baseball awards, rum, Richard Nixon, and Sears. Those will be our topics for today. But we start with a lecture on one of those topics. And at the end of the lecture, there will be a closest to the pin question to determine home field advantage. Our topic today is rum. Rum is a distilled, (laughs) yes, rum is a distilled alcoholic beverage made from sugarcane byproducts such as molasses or directly from sugarcane juice. It is made by a process of fermentation and distillation. The distillate is a clear liquid, which is then usually aged in oak barrels, which gives it its color and flavor. The majority of the world's rum production occurs in the Caribbean and Latin America. Rums are produced in various grades. Uh, Light rums are commonly used in cocktails, whereas golden and dark rums were typically consumed straight, neat, on the rocks, or used for cooking. Of course, traditionally, light rums, golden rums, and dark rums, the difference was related to aging, the amount of time that they were aged resulted in darker rums, lighter rums, less aging, little harsher flavor, older rums, darker color, more complex flavors. Uh, Darker rums are now commonly consumed with mixers as well. Premium rums are also available and they can be consumed either straight or iced. The production of rum dates back to the 17th century and it is often cited as being Barbados. However, To be fair, they were busy drinking rum and not busy keeping records of drinking rum. So there's little evidence, uh, but there could have been some earlier production. And it seems like it is likely that they created rum before they wrote down that they had created rum. I bring up rum primarily so I can talk a little bit about Bacardi. Founded in 1862 in Santiago de Cuba, after the Cuban Revolution and the Spanish-American War, Emilio Bacardi was named mayor of Santiago de Cuba. The Cuba Libre was created with Bacardi because of Emilio's role in the Cuban Revolution, which is not the one we think of with Fidel Castro, but the one which led to the Spanish-American War. And the next 55 years or so were pretty good to the Bacardis, and then it stopped being good. There's more to that story, and if you want to uh, investigate, there are some great books about the Bacardis. You want to research some books on the Bacardis and their history in uh, in the world of rum making and how a particularly Cuban rum became an American rum. Bacardi is now considered to be an American rum, even though they are headquartered in the Bahamas. All right. Here is our closest to the pin question. Uh, And uh, Brendan, as the more seasoned player, as the returning player, I'm going to let you go first. The British Royal Navy stopped issuing a daily rum ration in what year? The British Royal Navy stopped issuing a daily rum ration in what year? Uh, I'm going to guess 1882. 1882. And Carl, when do you think the British Royal Navy stopped issuing a daily rum ration? I'm going to say 1900. 1900. So uh, keeping in mind that strategically... Uh, strategically, what you could do is you could have just gone one higher or one lower and just totally screwed him out of half of the possible answers in the known universe. Uh, But you didn't do that. You decided you'd pick a number in between so I might possibly have to do math. So screw you, Carl. That's what I have to say on that. Yes? Somebody actually ventured a guess in our chat room of 1970. That's not a guess. 
That's a factually right answer. It is 1970. And being our first guest in the chat room, I thought it should be commemorated. Uh, well, I am. I am glad it is. In fact, they eliminated the daily rum ration in 1970. That is a person who knows. I'm guessing either a celebrated rum drinker or a former member of the British Royal Navy. I, I know it is, and I'm thinking it's a celebrated rum drinker. <laughs> Well, congratulations to our first chat-in answer. They are absolutely correct. They don't get to play, though. Carl will be the home team. The Isotopes will be playing at home. Now, because I mentioned that they'll be playing at home, it is probably important that you understand how we play our game. Here are our rules for Breaking Balls Trivia. We're going to start in the top of the ninth inning. The score is tied, and Doug... What type of a game has it been up until now that the score is tied in the top of the ninth? Well, uh, the weatherman said we'll be able to get the restart this game in just a few minutes. The groundskeepers are making their way onto the field to deal with the tarp. To recap, we have a 0-0 tie to start the ninth when the game was halted. That was nearly two hours ago. The good news is the tarps are coming off, and even better good news, during the delay, both teams were able to analyze the tapes and steal each other's pitching signals. So they'll know exactly <laughs> what pitch is coming, and we're going to have a high-scoring ninth. So uh, that in a few minutes, provided the weatherman's right. Uh, we do have – I will have ten questions for you. They are numbered one to ten. They are worth a variety of values. Uh, one answer questions are singles. Multiple answer questions are doubles, triples, or home runs. Scoring is played like baseball. Singles advance the runner one base, doubles two, triples three, home runs bring everyone home. We don't count right answers in this game. We count runs scored as if it were a baseball game. Each wrong answer is an out. Three outs ends your inning. Your inning will end when all 10 questions have been asked or when three outs have happened. Doug is our official scorer. That means if there is a dispute, he will decide how the answers are scored and he will also advance runners. Uh, as an example, when there are two outs, a runner in scoring position may advance farther than the batter. That will be completely up to Doug's discretion. That's a simple version of the game. There is a slight twist. I will not be reading questions in the order that I wrote them. I will be asking your opponent to choose that order. So, Carl, as we go through Brendan's batting, as the uh, the mucus are batting, you will choose which number question, 1 to 10, I will be asking. So if I ask easy questions first and harder questions later, that will be a very skillful pitching on your part. If, however, I ask easy questions followed by home run questions and lots of runs scored, that is going to be a reflection of your poor number choosing strategy. And I'm blaming you entirely. In fact, you have absolutely no way to make an informed decision on this. So you're just picking numbers. But I've found this is a great way for me to shift the blame. So I hope you enjoy that. Okay. There are some assistance options for you. You can always take a pitch. Once you've heard a question, if you think you have absolutely no idea and that a clue wouldn't even help you, you can just take the pitch. No out will be, will be recorded. However, that one question goes away. Once you've done that, that's no longer an option for you. You can also foul off a pitch. If you think you have a good second guess and it looks like the ball is possibly going to be an out, you'll have the option to let that ball go out of play and to take another swing at it. You can also step out, take signs from the third base coach. That will be a clue. It may be multiple choice or it may just be a clue that would help you with an answer. When it is a multiple answer question, it is always just a clue for one of the answers. And it may be one you already know, so just keep that in mind. Do you have any questions about the rules, gentlemen? We'll figure it out as we go. All right, one last thing. If you manage to hit a grand slam, which means the bases are loaded and you get all four answers right on a home run, you will win a substantial grand prize from our sponsor, today's sponsor, BMC Mattress in Longwood, Florida. Uh, and if you're at my Tuesday night trivia show, you share a parking lot with that building. So uh, that is a great way for you to get your uh, to get your prize. Do you have any questions, 
Carl, before we start. No, I don't. All right. Brendan, do you have any questions before we finish? I don't believe so. All right. Carl, that means you get to choose one number between one and ten for our first at bat. The tarp's off now, right, Doug? Tarp's off. The field looks good. All right. We're ready to play. So, Brendan's uh, digging in. And, Carl, what pitch will we throw first? We'll start with uh, three. Pitch number three. Excellent news. The first pitch is Brendan's requested category, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mystery Science Theater 3000 began on a local channel in Minneapolis and then moved to the comedy channel. Since then, it has had incarnations on what three other channels or streaming services? There are three right answers. It started on the comedy channel. Since then, it has had incarnations on what three other channels or streaming services? Three possible right answers. Brendan, what do you think? And gentlemen, please feel free to do your thinking out loud. Okay. So the comedy channel combined with their competitor, Ha, to form Comedy Central. And that was where its Mystery Science Theater was for its first, I believe, seven seasons. Guess. After yeah, Comedy Central. The second uh, was it got picked up by the Sci-Fi Channel, where it ran for three more seasons. And then, starting a couple years ago, they had their revival on Netflix. So those are your three guesses: Comedy Central, yes. Sci-Fi, and Netflix. Uh, yes, sir. All right, Doug. That was well hit right down the right field line. It's going to go in the corner. This could be trouble. Broden's on his horse. He's taking around survey. He slides into third base. No slide necessary. There was no throw. But that's a great way to start the game. Runner on third base. Nobody out here in the first. Uh, here in the, the top of the ninth. Uh, looks like we may get some scoring in this game after all, Doug. That's good news. Yeah. Those pitchers Carl. Carl, um, that was a great first pitch. What do you think you want to do next? I think I want to uh, go for the uh, dugout already, but uh, or, <laughs> I mean, the, honestly, it's not that bad. What do they call it? If, if you, bullpen, bullpen, yes. If you, if, you, if you burn a three-pointer early, there's nobody on base. That's probably better than him doing that when he's got a bunch of runs to score. So it actually yeah, does work your way. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go with uh, number five. Number five, excellent news. That is our four-answer question. Oh. Manhattan is an island. What four bodies of water surround Manhattan? Manhattan is an island. What four bodies of water surround Manhattan? Four possible right answers. Is there, Brandon? Yeah, yep. Yeah, he's thinking. He's thinking. He's thinking internally, not externally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We've done a lot with Brendan in the past, and he has a drop-off problem sometimes. I get worried. <laughs> Understandable. He's got dropsy. What do you think, Brendan? Now, you have you have options, but you also can choose just to answer two of them. You know, you don't have to go for all four. I'd love to You could just take this pitch, too. You could just take this pitch. You could just say, screw it, I know no bodies of water which might surround Manhattan. Um, I'm just going to go for one, I think, and go for the Hudson River. And, well, actually, and I'll go with the Atlantic as well, so two. I'll just go with two. All right. Uh, Doug, he I, said the Hudson River and the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, he's got to be more specific with that one. I think we should. The Atlantic's too broad. Excuse me? The Atlantic Ocean is, is too broad of an answer, don't you think? Because it actually technically is true, and you see a harbor is part of the ocean, but the answer we're looking for is more specific than the Atlantic Ocean. I'm asking for specificity as the judge. Can you be more specific? Uh, depends. Would I um, would um, would I be able to withdraw that answer if he's asking for specificity? You could. You could call it. I will. Uh, I will do so then. All right. We'll just get. A, we'll just get a base hit there. <laughs> 
balls hit into left field softly. Fielded on one bounce right fielder. The guy on third trots home. And the score is now one to nothing. All right. So, uh, Carl, do you know any of those answers? Uh, yes, I'd be willing to guess. Okay. Does that uh, uh, give no, me any kind of... It does not give you anything except for moral satisfaction. I'll give you, uh, I'll, I'll, there's I'll give no you penalty. I'll give you points for this. Uh, East River. East River is correct. Yeah. East and River? That, that would be about the only one that I'd be confident about. So. so the East River is the east side. Hudson is the west side. To the south is New York Harbor. Oh. New York Harbor. That was the more specific portion of the, um, the Atlantic that uh, Doug was A – asking for and b mentioned is in his example of what would be more specific yeah I would have because he actually said that, that I up, said yeah. harbors or seas i tried to be a little more you know i said harbors or seas i tried to be yeah less uh and then also the harlem river harlem river uh which forms more of the northeastern uh border of manhattan uh so a home run pitch, a fat pitch, which you did not get all of, but you did get a run in, still nobody out. Carl, uh, the triple and the home run are off the table now, so where do you want to go? Good strategy. We'll go with uh, number seven. Number seven. Question number seven. Rocco Baldelli was awarded what honor in the American League this week? Rocco Baldelli was awarded what honor in the American League of Major League Baseball this week. We get the silent treatment again. Yeah. Um, certainly wasn't the Cy Young, and it certainly wasn't Rookie of the Year, and I, it sure sure wasn't, I don't believe it would have been the uh, MVP for the AL. So I'm going to go with the Gold Glove. Gold Glove is your guess. Doug? Uh, it's a ground ball, right back to the pitcher. He he, he, had, he was only his only plays at first. No, that's wrong. He's got to do it the other way. He throws over to third for the first out, and he throws back to first. Doesn't get him. That's one out, man on first and second. Sorry, one out, man on man on second. One out, man. One out, man on second. And I'm gonna I'm gonna charge myself with an error there. One error. Okay. Uh, just so we're clear, there was a runner on first. They oh, threw to third and somehow got the guy out. Sorry, yeah, that's right. Like, first back and second. to first, and the runner ended up on second. So that's what we we're going with. No, we're gonna go. No, with, we're gonna go. There's a runner on first, and that's where now, I stand. Now. Yeah. I, what, I, Doug, uh, what Doug refused to uh, say earlier was that our umpiring crew is Angel Hernandez, CB Buckner, and Joe West. So <laughs> during, during that long rain delay, we were able to drink a lot of rum. <laughs> uh, the right answer. Carl, do you have a guess what Rocco Baldelli? He's not uh, did not win a Gold Glove this week. I was going to uh, say the Golden Glove out of uh, the uh, process of elimination from Brendan's guesses. Um, uh, Cy Young. Rocco Baldelli is a former Major League player who was this year's Manager of the Year for the American League. That's our first out. What team did he manage again? The Twins. Really? I would have also accepted the Twinkies. Yeah, the Twinkies have an interesting pattern. Is that basically for over the last three years, uh, the guy wins the manager of the year, the next year he gets fired, then the next guy wins the manager of the year. So I'm hoping they keep that up. <laughs> See, I, just, I just thought that that was Ron Gardenhire's real job when he you know does the Tigers job like as a side thing. <laughs> Garden, Gardenhire was three manager of the year ago for the Twins. Molotov All right. Carl, what number do we go to next? I'm having so much fun. On picking numbers, it is number one. Going to number one. So far, your choices have been odd. I mean, factually accurate. One, three, five, and seven. All right. Going to one. Most of Martin Scorsese's films have been set in the 20th century, but not these two films. One set about 2,000 years earlier, starring Willem Dafoe, or the other set in the mid-1800s, starring Daniel Day-Lewis and Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Most of Martin Scorsese's films have been set in the 20th century, but not these two films. One set 2,000 years earlier, starring Willem Dafoe, or the other. It's set in the mid-1800s, starring Daniel Day-Lewis and Leonardo DiCaprio. The former would be Last Temptation of Christ. Uh, The latter would be Gangs of New York. Doug, his guesses... The Last Temptation of Christ and Gangs of New York. The ball well hit into the gap in left center field. It gets to the wall. The runner is going for second. The runner from first goes to third. They're holding up at third, though. It's a double. Runner on second and third. With one out. All right. Carl, uh, I I think you've been playing this as well as could be played, considering the complete lack of strategy available to you. What do you want to do now? Well, we'll continue with the odd streak and go with nine. All right, going to number nine. Brendan, Richard Nixon announced that he was not a crook in what Florida city on November 17th, 1973. Richard Nixon announced that he was not a crook in what Florida city, November 17th, 1973. You have some choices here. You can take the pitch entirely, where the question simply gets retired. Uh, you can, you could, you could plan to foul it off and take a second guess, or you could step out and ask for some signs, which might give you multiple choice. Uh, I'm going to, um, I think we're going to take the pitch on this one. All right. That was a good-looking pitch, though. Uh, It was uh, just inside the letters, and Joe West called it a strike. And he called it a strike from third, which was weird. Uh, But do you know this answer, Carl? I believe it's Lake Buena Vista. I would accept Lake Buena Vista. I was looking for the answer of Orlando, but he was at Disney World (laughs) when he made the announcement that he was not a crook. The American people need to know if their president is a crook. And I'm here to tell you, look, something shiny. Uh, Yes, it turns out that he was lying. Come to find out. That's a shocker. Uh, But you've now used one of your two available safety options. And uh, it's probably a a good take if you didn't have any idea because any kind of a clue wasn't going to narrow it down very much. The actual clue was going to be that it was a 30-minute flight from his uh, his summer residence in Florida. Ah, yeah. All right. So, where do we go next? Carl. Let's go with number two. Number two. Numero dos. Question number two. In addition to humans... What two other animal species were brought on board Skylab as experiments? In addition to humans, what two other animal species were brought on board Skylab as experiments? What do you think, Brendan? Uh, I am going to say dog and leave it at that. I was going to say dog. Uh, and Doug, he, uh, pops that ball off. The umpire's saying it's infield fly rolls in effect, if fair. All right. So if this lands fair, uh, you are, it sounds like you're going to be out. So you have a choice here. Do you want this to kind of slowly creep off into the the stance and have a second chance? Or do you want to take the out? That's your choice right now. I think I'm going to wait for the set after two outs to use that option, so I will take the out on this one. All right. That ball is fielded cleanly by the first baseman. Just out, just out, just in foul territory. But you're out either way. First All right. Second, two outs. And one Only one run, run in so far. And Carl, all his, the... All his extra hits are gone, I think. It's going to be a lot uh, of singles. Yeah, Carl, the, uh, the pitching has really tightened up, I think. All right, so uh, where do you want to go next? What number? We'll march right up number four. Number four it is. In the song Do, Re, Mi, from The Sound of Music, what is the only note that does not have a homophone? In the song Do, Re, Mi, 
What is the only note that does not have a homophone? Well, the homophone would be differently spelled items. I think that sound the same. Me is a name I call myself, and it is spelled the same. So I'm going to go with me on this one. All right. Doug? No, wait, wait, wait. Wait, I, I take that back. I, now, the only way you can take this off is foul it off. Foul it off. All right, foul it off. Okay. All right. Sharply hit, but foul. Yeah, I was getting a little worried there. All right. You have to do a second guess, though. That's your only yeah. option. You can ask for a hint and use up all your all your uh, assistance. It was. It was a good no, call there. It was a good call there because me in the song is spelled M-I. I just realized yes. that. Yeah, I, I was like looking at it visually like, no, no, you moron. Um, but, um, <laughs> so right now, I think, I think my, uh, my process elimination, I'm going to go with law on this one. Are you sure of that? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you get sharply hit ground ball between the shortstop and the third baseman. Runners advance, or the man, uh, the runner gets a base hit. Base is loaded now. First and second, actually. First and second. First and second, two outs. First and second, two outs. All right. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Brendan, absolutely correct. In the song, "La" is a note to follow soul. That's that's all it is. A note to follow. So so there is no homophone. It is there's the really, same word twice. There's no homophone for fa either. They just kind of screw with it. Uh, 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 yeah. Well, don't get ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> and where I come from, there is definitely a homophone for fa. <laughs> well, it's because you come from. It's a uh, long, long way to park your car. It's, the, the homophone <laughs> for fa is is pho. <laughs> All right, what number do we go to next, Carl? As if I don't know already what you're going to say. Eight. <laughs> oh! Slider. He zigs when I thought he was going to zag. All right, here it is, question number eight. What, what, what rum-mixed drink was created before the Spanish-American War? What rum-mixed drink was created before the Spanish-American War? Rum mixed drink would be uh, Cuba Libre. Doug, another base hit. This one hit sharply in the left field. Runners advance. No one scores, but base is loaded now. Base is loaded. Still only one run in, and uh, two outs. And uh, absolutely correct. Cuba Libre was created between the the Revolution, well, actually during the Revolution, before the Spanish American War, as we learned. Just moments ago in our lecture. All right. Is there only one more question? There are two more questions. Oh, I yeah, see. All right. Where do we go next? Number six. Going to number six. What city? Now, this is an important question for you. You still have the opportunity to, to go out and um, get, the hint. And get, get a hint if you need it. Mm-hmm. But this will either end your inning or score some insurance runs for you. What city runs its marathon on the third Monday in April? And what other sport plays at noon in the same city on that same day? What city runs its marathon on the third Monday in April? And what other sport plays at noon in the same city on the same day? Uh, Third, okay, in April, that would be the city of Boston, and a um, a baseball game breaks out usually in the morning on that day. Doug, oh. that ball's hitting to the gap, and uh, looks like he's going to get the second base. Two runs score. This is now three to one, Th- three to nothing. I was really thinking they may even score another run on that, but it was cleanly fielded. Runners on second and third coming into the final question. The bottom line is on this one here: if you get a hit both of those runs are going to score because it is the final at-bat. All right, here we go. 
Carl, I think now we're going to go with the 10th and final question. You've been taken somewhat out of it. And you guys recognized, uh, Carl, you knew what day we were talking about as well on that question. Yes. Do you know what the holiday is called? No, Because it's a holiday. The third Monday in April in Massachusetts is a holiday. Brendan? Mm -hmm. What's the holiday? Patriot's Day. It's Patriot's Day. Patriot Day, singular. Patriot Day, yes, Patriot Day. It's the. Uh, it has nothing to do it's, with that weird football team. It it commemorates the battles of Lexington and Concord. Held on that same day. Question number ten: What discount retailer purchased Sears in two thousand five? What discount retailer purchased Sears in two thousand five? If you get this right, you are going to. Advance two more runners and take a 5 nothing lead. If you get this wrong, you will be still in lead at 3-0. What do you think the right answer is? Ooh, you said I still had that one option left for... Uh... A clue. Yes. Might as well use it. I mean, I feel bad. All right. all right. Here's great news. This clue isn't helpful at all. Yes. <laughs> what discount retailer purchased Sears in 2005? Although they had recently emerged from bankruptcy, after purchasing Sears, they renamed both retailers as the Sears Holding Group. That's helpful. They just gone out of bankruptcy. Jeez, be a whole lot of a whole lot of companies in the two thousands. What discount um, retailer purchased Sears in two thousand five? After having recently re- emerged from bankruptcy and then renaming the combined companies Sears Holding Company, Oof. I'm going to flip a coin on here about the chances that I think it'd be either of these. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Kmart on this. Doug, he says Kmart. And that's a, a well-hit ball into left field. Uh, right fielder fields it cleanly. One runs in. The second run's going to try to make it. I guess we decided before, and he's going to score. <laughs> I still like doing that to the second player, but all right, it's now five to nothing. But but if there was a game and you knew the rules were that, it, that's why scoring position is scoring position. Carl understands. <laughs> Look it. All right, yeah, there it is. Great answer, Kmart. In that yeah, it is five runs and five hits and one error on my part. So. <laughs> All right, nicely done. All right. So, uh, Brendan, we're going to move on to you. We didn't miss any questions, so we don't need to go over those. So now, Brendan, you just we get to get right into it and decide what pitch we're going to start with for Carl. Okay, starting with number six. Starting with number six. Hold on one second. We get down to number six. Built in 1776, Fort Washington was constructed on the highest point of land on what island? Built in 1776, Fort Washington was constructed on the highest point of land on what island? I believe that's in New York City, so that would be Manhattan Island. Manhattan Island. Doug, he says Manhattan Island. The ball's driven into the center field. Uh, Thornton fields on a one-hopper. That's a base hit to start the inning. One on, nobody out. Uh, the otherwise good pitching up until this point has definitely been erased in the game. Uh, down by five runs. Uh, Carl's at the plate. Duh. Brandon, what's, what are we going to throw? I'm going to go with three. Question number three. Mystery Science Theater 3000 features the host watching B-movies on the Satellite of Love. What two robots appear in silhouette? During film viewing, what two robots appear in silhouette during film viewing? Can I can I give a big smile? Yes, Thank you may. You for <laughs> Brendan picking MST3K as your category. That would be Tom Servo and Crow T Robot. Up with a, with a hit deep in the left center, it's off the wall. The runner's going to go into second. The runner's going into third. Is he going to? Now they hold up. Runner at second and third, no out. Start the inning. Uh, the clue was going to be 
<laughs> one is a cybernetic remotely operated woman, which is uh, the supposed anagram uh, for Crow's name. Hmm. Cybernetic remotely operated woman. All right. Where do we go next? Brendan. Uh, I'll go with uh, one. Question number one. Martin Scorsese has directed Robert De Niro nine times, including what Netflix original released in October? Martin Scorsese has directed Robert De Niro nine times, including what Netflix original released in October? You can get signs. You can take the pitch. Or if you think you have a good second guess, you could plan on filing this off. I believe I'm going to take the pitch on that one. All right, so he's taking the pitch. All right. Brendan, what do you think this answer might be? Martin Scorsese has directed Robert De Niro nine times, including what Netflix original released in October? I would have guessed The Irishman on that one. That would have been the right answer. It's The Irishman. Uh, the Irishman, uh, the bodyguard for Jimmy Hoffa, who uh, in this film implication uh, shot him <laughs> and killed him. And what they did in this movie was it's got Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci. And instead of hiring younger actors that look like them, they digitally de-aged them for the older film sequences. All right. You've taken one of your three... Uh, assistance options and uh, we now go on to the next question what do you think brendan go with eight going to question number eight question number eight what type of barrels are used to age rum what type of barrels are used to age rum i'm going to go with the only guess i can think of and that is oak Doug, he says oak. It's a slow rolling ground ball. The only play is going to be at first, and he beats it out. One run scores, first and third. It's now 5-1 to one on that base hit. Nice. Coming back, still no outs. What number do we go to next? Uh, go with 10. Number 10. All right. Question number 10. Sears was the original home of two famous brands, one an appliance maker, the other a tool maker. Sears was the original home of two famous brands, one an appliance maker, the other a tool maker. Uh, Let's see. The tool maker would be Craftsman. Okay. And the appliance is... I'm going to go with Kenmore. He says Craftsman and Kenmore, Doug. The ball's hit into the gap. This could be trouble. One run's going to score. The runner stands up in the second base. They hold the other runner at third. It's now 5-2 to two with runners at second and third and no out. That's a straight-up double. All right. Uh, that means that at this point, the batter represents the tying run for this game. The batter on deck circle, the potential winning run. Brendan, where do we go next? Uh, four. You said number four? Yep. All right. Carl, in the song Do Re Mi, what is the fifth homophone? What is the homophone for the fifth note? In the song Do Re Mi, what is the homophone for the fifth note? Or you could just tell us what the fifth I'm, note is, and we wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> I'm counting on my fingers just to make sure. And I'm going to say so. A softly hit ball, but it's going to land in for a base hit in the center field. The runner from third scores. The runner from second advances to third. The score is now five, five to three. three with runners on first and third. Tying run at first, winning run at the plate, still no outs. Brendan, where do we go? Well, it's, 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 it's three runs. It's five to three, right? 
Tiger yep. went first. Okay, okay. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, seven. Question number seven. Already have taken your pitch, by the way. Pete Alonzo won what award in the National League this week? Pete Alonzo won what award in the National League this week? I'm going to go ahead and take a guess and say manager of the year. All right, Doug. He hits a... A fly ball down the right field line. It looks like it's going to this go might foul. Go foul. But, uh, it but might the go right foul. fielder is, 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 is on his horse trying to get that ball. He dives. Carl, is this going to go foul out of play? And you take a second guess, or are you going to let him catch it and cause your first out? going to let him catch it because I don't have another guess. What a play by that right fielder guy. He tumbles along <laughs> the ball. He, he gives a he gives a death guard to a guy in third who doesn't advance, and that's your first out. Still runners on first and third. I think it was Dwight Evans. I think that was Dwight Evans that made that, that throw. That's a, that's people a, die to keep a runner a in third. Play. They're going to be showing that one on Sports Center. <laughs> one out. Uh, one out so far. Brenda, do you know this answer? Pete Alonso won what award in the National League this week? I think he won Rookie of the Year. I think he did as well. It was Rookie of the Year. All right, so there's one out. Uh, are you going to hold this one? Brendan, what pitch do we throw next? Uh, go with uh, two. Going to question number two. Question number two is the Skylab question. Runners on first and third. It is. It has three right answers. If you get all three of them, you could tie the game and have a runner at third with only one out. Here's the question. Skylab's telescopic array took detailed pictures of what planet, what star, and what transient Kuiper Belt object. What planet? Detailed pictures of what planet, what star, and what transient Kuiper Belt object. Probably not going to guess on the uh, planet or the star. I'm going to just go with the Kuiper Belt object being Pluto. All right. So you're not going to guess on the planet, you're not going to guess on the star, and you are going to guess Pluto for the transient Kuiper Belt object. He pops Doug? the ball up. It looks like the, the catcher flips his mask off. He, he's going to try to catch the this ball. This could be foul. Could be. He's, he's got a beat on it. He's dancing. Uh, this is very uh, highly hit. Uh, <laughs> that ball's up there for a while. Wow, I hit ball. I'm going to go, let it go. I'm not going to take a foul. Not going to take a foul. I'm not going to take the out. I'm going to take take the out if if so. All right. All right. That's a that's a pop out. Runners hold. Two outs. First and third, and the score is three. I thought this was going to be an easier for. Every other answer. Brendan, do you have any guesses for the planet, the star, and the transient Kuiper Belt object that uh, Skylab took pictures of? I would not have myself, so no, I, I can't say I would. Wow. All right. So, so I guess I could, I I guess I could I say. I thought, the, I thought the star was going to be. The big. sun? Yeah. The what? sun? And the sun. It took detailed pictures of the Earth and the sun. And the Comet Kohotek. And I thought that was a hard one. The Comet. Okay. And, um, well, it, it, but otherwise, it was pointed It's your close. fault for picking that, wow. picking that subject. Or <laughs> <laughs> not picking it. <laughs> I blame you for not picking a subject. I, I thought that was going to be able to get at least one run home, maybe put you in a spot to have runners on second and third. But... Now we got two outs. We are now in a really good position, Brendan, for you to hold on to win this game. What do you want to choose next? That is true, but there is still a home run question in there somewhere. There so absolutely I'm is. With, I'm going to go with nine. Question number nine. Richard Nixon is the only man in U.S. history elected twice to what two offices? Richard Nixon is the only man in, his, in U.S. history elected twice to what two offices? And, and so we're clear, 
so we're mm-hmm. clear because I, I understand there could be some he's not the only person elected twice to either of these two offices. He's the only person elected twice to both of these two offices. Going to say so you can answer one, two. Mm. Already taking the pitch. Yeah, you're already taking the pitch. You haven't taken a foul yet, so you have that option as well. One of those uh, when the red light's on, things get harder. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is ideally true. When, yes. <laughs> because you're in the spotlight, not you in the corner. Yes, vice president. Your guess is vice president. Mm-hmm. For two. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna just guess that for now. All right, Doug. It's softly hitting the right field, but it's gonna go in for a base hit. The runner from third is gonna score easily. The runner from second. You know, with the arm of that right fielder, he's going to hold it second. So it's first and second, five to four, two outs. Brenda, do you know the answer? Uh, Well, he was elected president uh, twice and vice president twice. So, yeah, I I think I already got a president. He is the only person in history to be elected both vice president and president twice. I don't think he served out all of that second term, but uh, I'm a little fuzzy on the details there. I'm not 100% sure, but... The distinction is the only man to be elected twice to be vice president and twice to be president. Only person in history. Uh, and uh, so you you got a single. you got to run in. You're within a run here. Uh, there are two outs. So let's see what happens next. Well, all the option left is five. I know what the value is, and I know what the category is. So... Uh, not it should be. I think this is number ten or the tenth question. So yeah. Do we do seven? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think yes, five is the last he, one. He took that pitch. Oh, okay. That's All right. Fine. So we're going to number six. He knows the category. He knows the question, and it is available as a home run. You don't need you don't need a home run to win. You right. do not need a home run to win. You need um, you need a double. You need two. Mm-hmm. To tie, well, you need two to tie three the game. Five, three to win. Yeah, yeah, three to win. All right, here it is. That's great. We've heard That's that. Great. All on this one pitch. The pressure's on. Name the cities where you can run in these October-November marathons. Name the cities where you can run in these October-November marathons. Bank of America, Marine Corps, Rock and Roll, Tolmer Bank. Name the cities where you can run in these October-November marathons. Bank of America, Marine Corps, Rock and Roll, Tolmer Bank. I only need the cities. I don't need you to get the city correctly associated with the right one. I just need the Oh, he froze. The name could be a home. Double to tie a triple to win. Okay. And I, you, still have a, you still have a sign available if you want it. Ah. Uh-huh. I will take the sign. According to the third base coach, the rock and roll marathon is not run in Cleveland. Hmm. Glad I took that sign. Yeah, that would have been my guess. Yeah. A pretty good clue. Let's see. Bank of America, Marine Corps, Rock and Roll, Tolmer Bank, the rock and roll marathon is not run in Cleveland. And the time of year is October, November? October, November. Mm-hmm. Which should be a good clue, but isn't. <laughs> say New York City. Okay. And I'm going to say... Can you run through the list of the names of the marathons again? Bank of America, Marine Corps, Rock and Roll, Tolmer Bank. Tolmer is T-A-L-M-E-R, Bank. Uh, Let's see. 
Well, we'll go with New York, and I'm going to go with uh, Charlotte. All right. Just to be consistent, uh, is that the order you want to go in? Uh, I want to go with New York first. New York first. Oftentimes, with a mobile question, I'll be asking this because part of the thing is right. However, not in this situation. That ball is <laughs> is, is a fly, but I want to be consistent. Ball is flied deep to center. It could be. It might be. Oh, he catches it at the warning track for the third out. Ooh. And the ball game ends with the mucus. Wow. Do you have any guesses for Bank of America, Marine Corps, Rock and Roll, or Talmer Bank? Uh, the only one that I would have did was uh, wiped out by the clue, so nope, can't say I did. All right. Uh, Bank of America is Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. The Marine Corps Rock is run in the District of Columbia. Rock and Roll is Detroit. Rock and Roll is Las Vegas. Oh. They rock and roll, and it's it's sponsored by um, uh, the um, Hard Rock Casino. Hard Rock Casino, yes. But the um, bank, wow. And the Tolmer Bank has a co-sponsor. It is the Detroit Free Press, oh. Tolmer Bank in <laughs> Detroit. And I thought maybe you might recognize Tolmer Bank as being a Michigan-based bank, but because mm-hmm. I know uh, that you've got some history with Michigan. Uh, however, the curious thing the curious is we've thing. gone through all the questions. Every that is everything. And that was a great game. You guys played fantastically. It uh, it really looked like Carl was going to run away with this, but uh, you managed to throw the pitches you needed when you needed to, Brendan. Excellent job. And, yeah, that, that, was, that was a pretty suspenseful game there. You know, the thing about it is, like, we do have this thing where the ninth inning, we, we, the ninth batter or whatever, we can advance a runner or whatever, and I feel kind of bad about it, but it's a good thing we did that, otherwise we'd have a tie, you know? Or we'd have to somehow, you know, turn that into Charlotte or something. But it's 5-4, to four, the Montreal Mucus defeating the Springfield Isotopes. <laughs> Which is, you know, you know the, the, when we did the Jeopardy guys last week, Anna said that she wants to come back, and so I was looking forward to one day pitting Anna versus Brendan. But Brendan had a little tough day today. Yeah. Was Understandable. Pretty, was pretty tough, yeah. You ready to represent so, all of Orlando? So, Carl did say he was going to need some help with the lyrics. <laughs> you can make them up if you want. So, uh, I'm willing to help. I'm willing to help Carl with the lyrics. I'll join in once the once you think I'm refrained. We're not here. We're here. To, we're not here to make you feel bad, unless your voice is really awful. Okay. Okay. A one, a two. All right, so All right. Carl, let them hear you out in the cheap seats. Well, uh, I won't embarrass myself by doing Harry Carey, but <laughs> take the interview to you. me out to the ball game. Take me out. To the crowd, buy me some people. I don't care if I ever get home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Or it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. So I, I thought that some part, some lyrics of that song are unspeakably filthy. <laughs> Give me some peanuts and cracker jacks for crying out loud. Yeah, peanuts and uh, cracker jacks did not pay for that uh, that shout out there, the placement that we just did there. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today. I, 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 um, it was a good show. Uh, anything that was wrong with it was mostly my fault because I had. How many errors were there in this game? Really, only one. Really, only one. It was like I lost track of where the guys were on base. It wasn't too bad. I, I, th- I think there was not some some really weird fielding. There was that throw to third that was funky. That was the one. The th- the th- the th- <laughs> I thought there was been a first and second. And I, and I got the thing screwed up. The, the last couple weeks I've been doing it with little pennies on my desk. But I cleaned my desk this week, and I don't have this pennies, this thing of pennies on my desk. 
So uh, I got to make that in my, my pre-show notes is make sure I have four pennies so I know where the batters are. That's, that's smart. Thing. But I do thank you, Carl, for showing up. Uh, that's half the battle right there. The other half is outscoring the other team, which you failed on that part. Um, Brendan, he's, he's always our, he's always my boy. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back actually next week. We already actually already have uh, two guys, well, a guy and a girl from from the from the network who said they'd play next week. Uh, it'll be uh, and, Andrea Lamont and uh, Kevin Hastings. And Kevin Hastings will be calling in from Hawaii. And nice. If you listen in, they'll probably be they'll probably both choose sporting categories. So there'll probably be three sports categories next week. I look forward to it. Do you have any last words? Uh, perceptum quispium damnitium. Learn something, damn it. I'm going to go have some rum. <laughs>